Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Yes, I'm Ollie Davis here on a Saturday reviewing SmackDown, and it's not just me. It's not Luke. It's not Laurie. It's not Housemate Simon. It's not the usual team of Chopper Pete Quinnell and Just Dave, because they're both on holiday. But someone else who was on holiday, but actually has decided to show up for work. Unlike some people, Pete, making his return to this kind of creative outlet. He's only been on the written word for months. The rolling R superstar, Andy Datsun, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everyone. It's very nice of you to invite me on here. <laughs> I, uh, I was sitting at home on Wednesday and I just got a text saying, Andy, I have a proposition. And I was thinking, oh, is it something to do with the website? What's, what's going on? Do I need to come in on my, on my holiday? Uh, but no, it was too, a nice little surprise. Just like, would you like to be on the Saturday review show with me? Because everyone else has left me. Well, I didn't say it like that. No, you didn't. I, I said, you know, I really believe in you. Yeah, yeah. I think now's the time to try it out again. Because I've grown a lot. Yeah. I'm much more mature I uh, I just, yeah, I'm just a better person in general now that I've got more responsibility. It's just a coincidence mm. that literally no, no one, one else, else is here yet. Yeah. That's the, that's the, don't, don't let, you, don't you, let that you get in your head. You notice far too late to rope in any other of uh, Laurie's housemates. You couldn't get his girlfriend in or anything like that. No, no. but no, I tried as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but again, complete coincidence <laughs> that I tried all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That I was just posting random, you know, like Facebook groups. Mm. Some that weren't even to do with media or production. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just randomly posted in, in my, where I grew up, the Village Hall's mm. Facebook thing, where they usually organize church bake sales. I said, is there literally anyone? <laughs> anyone else? You don't even other, have to otherwise, know about wrestling. 
Otherwise, it has to be him. And I've got a bit of a reputation, so they, they would know what you'd yeah. meant as well. But again, that was nothing to do yeah. with me asking you. You got this on your own merit, man. It's very kind of you, and I'm very pleased to be here. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm... So if anyone's joined the podcast over the last six months, maybe you need to do a little intro. Mm. Who are you? Who is Andy Datsun? I'm Andy. I'm 24. I grew, lead with I, the age. Yeah, I was born in Sweden. No, but I am the, I'm the, uh, I suppose, editor-in-chief now of mm-hmm. the WrestleTalk.com, which supplies you with news, features, reviews. Community tab community posts. Community ta- <laughs> tab posts, <laughs> uh, which everyone really likes. Um, and I've been here since the 23rd of October, 2018. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been here for just over a year now, and this is my second ever we didn't do a podcast last time. No, because um, I, don't, I mean, I, I'm hoping I can put this together. Yeah. I have set up everything today. Usually Luke and Pete do all that. But I've got to... I'm, I'm genuinely concerned about the live stream. And that it's going to start, and we're somehow going to start at my worst nightmare. We just start accidentally streaming porn. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that can't happen. But what if it does? It might. I mean, your internet history is... It's protected. Exactly. Thank you, NordVPN. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but no, hopefully it's all okay. If it doesn't go well, then we're both smart men and we can... And most people think this goes live at three and we are going live at two. So mm. we've got an hour to play with just in case. Well, I mean, we don't. So I've, <laughs> scheduled <it> for... <laughs> I've scheduled it for two. I think it'll be fine. But our fans are so nice that some of them will wait. Well, there has been, because Andy used to be the producer before Pete took mm. over, and now we don't have someone reading out the Super Chats with us. There's no Super Chats at all at the moment. No. Uh, but you you got over that there were, there were people calling themselves Andy Datsun's number one fan yeah, it in was, the YouTube comments. It was interesting to see. And when you announced it, I was genuinely touched by the amount of people mm. who... I mean, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't hundreds, but it was probably... Towards thirty people who yeah. were all like, "Well, hey, Randy, Randy's back." So yeah, that was it. Was very nice to to see. You could say dozens. Mm. Because, that's, like, yeah. that's the same amount of people who wanted my merch. In, in fact, um, maybe maybe, maybe double the amount of people who <laughs> wanted my merch. Uh, but no, it was very nice to see. I'm very I'm very pleased to be here, even if it's just a one week push. Just just prepare yourself for the the wave of backlash. Mm. Who's this? <laughs> Uh, thing is, they have seen me. Be- uh, some mm. people have seen me before. Most people who've seen the ramble will have seen me before. You singing, just turning up in in various skits. That's true. Yeah, I I appeared on the ramble the other day to to talk for a bit and realised that everything I was saying was wrong about the Wrestle League. Um, <laughs> and, oh yes, and I do the Wrestle League as well for people who yeah. are patrons who who might not know. And what um, a, what a sterling job you did this season. Exactly, keeping <laughs> track of all only the only right at the end. It was uh, it was messed up, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, so to to add a bit more depth to your character mm. and what people know about you, you tried protein powder for the first time <laughs> I did this week. Try protein was that powder because you knew you were going to be doing. Yeah, this exactly. I wanted. F- I so I bought myself a new Christmas jumper, which which you'll see if if you see the YouTube uh, video. Mm. And uh, I felt a bit I felt a bit loose. So I wanted to to pack it out a bit. Um, so I spoke to you, who because you're my kind of fitness guru. You are the strongest man I know. That's the blind lead in the blind. And uh, I said, Ollie, I, I really want to gain some weight because I've been the same weight since I was 17. I've been sort of nine and a half stone, which for British viewers is about 60 kilos uh, since I was probably 17, 18. 
and it's got to the point where the lady partner's going, I've, you need to gain some weight because I, 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 need, I want to be able to put my head on your chest and not feel like I'm sort of using a xylophone as a, as a, as a pillow. That is, that is genuinely mean. Yeah. I mean, I used to, so I used to be really, really skinny. I was underweight for ages. Mm. Oh, I, it, yeah, I am underweight, yeah, going to be in for, for your Yeah, for your height. And that was, I mean, I know it's probably not as bad mm. as being overweight and the social stigma attached to that. But, but she, was, she wants me to have something there. So what yeah. I do is I just get a sort of thin pillow and sort of put it on my chair. And then she uses that as a pillow. Is it going to be a pillow? You know how you can get the anime pillows with cartoon characters drawn yeah, yeah, on yeah. life size? Could, you could have an Andy pillow that lies on top of you. Mm. You need a memory foam layer <laughs> is what you need. But yeah, so I I thought, you know what, I'll... Because I because I get full very quickly, so overeating is quite difficult for me. Um, also, so, something you got to train up to. You got to exactly. push the push the stomach. Uh, so Ollie said to me, "Look, try this mass gain protein powder. Or I think it's called that or something." Uh, and I said, "Okay, well, what flavors are the best?" And he said, "Well, chocolate and vanilla are usually the best they're ones. They're all they're all the same." Yeah. And uh, this one said, kind of like, "Oh, twelve hundred and fifty calories per serving." I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, that's loads. That's yeah. like two meals." So I got it, and it turns out the reason it's that much is because it's just twice as much a lot of scoops. powder yeah. as any of the others. So it only lasts you. If you do it every day, it lasts you about 10 days. Mm. Um, I tried it once, and it said if, if you do it with milk, it's an extra 200 calories. And I thought, great, I'll do it with milk. Thicker. Uh, and I took one sip and thought, this is the most disgusting thing <laughs> I've ever put in my face. And it was so bad Sad. that your sex tape, I... <laughs> I I went to the bathroom and thought, the only way I can drink this is if I just try and down it. But I'm going to go to the bathroom in case I... In case you throw up. In case I just gag on it. So I... Also, the name of your sex tape. And I I went to the bathroom, downed about half of it, and sort of... You know know in comics where someone says boke? They kind of go... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That noise. And I thought, right, I gave myself a sort of... Yeah, and then I gave myself like five, another five minutes and thought, right, I'm going to have to do the rest of it, and did. And just as the last mouthful, my gag reflex just went, nope. And the sort of probably about 100 milliliters just went straight, oh, straight into the sink. Oh, no. And I couldn't eat anything for about five hours afterwards because I felt so unwell. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it with water because it might have been the thick consistency because mm-hmm. I've got a lot of – got I'm – my, my parents to say I'm very picky with food, but it's generally because I don't like the textures of food rather than the actual flavour. Right. So that can sometimes be the problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm okay with textures and tastes. It's, it's the the viscosity that that mm. is my undoing. My 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 weakness is just uh, vegetables mm. and fruit. Yeah, vegetables too. Uh, generally, my my mum made us a very lovely. Uh, uh, chili con carne last night with protein powder. No, not with protein powder. Oh, thankfully, come on, help me out, mum. But um, I all of it, and then there's just like a small pile of red kidney beans just on the on the side. I don't really taste of anything. I just don't mm. like the texture of beans. It's like eating a yeah. slightly undercooked small potato. In my mind. Well, stick around, folks. <laughs> We're going to talk SmackDown now. But when we come back, there's going to be Andy. You made a cake. I did make a We're cake. We're going to talk about that. I went that. to Winter Wonderland. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had, and I had a week off, so you hear all the laughs. And his adventures mm. on his week off when he was meant to go abroad, but it just didn't happen. Mm. So he's just been sitting at home for a week, slowly going mad. It has. But we're about to talk about 
this this actually genuinely really interesting character change for Fe- the Fiend and Bray Wyatt mm. on SmackDown. And, uh, well, I guess the, that, first off, and then a terrible show for the rest of it. And then we'll be back. We'll see you in a bit. The Fiend and Bray Wyatt on this episode of SmackDown. For the first time ever, we got Mr. Rogers Bray in action. Yes. So this is really interesting. Last last week's episode had the kind of cliffhanger moment of Daniel Bryan saying, yeah, you guys have brought back the yes movement. And everyone is going, yes, he's doing the yes thing. But then Bray comes up through the ring as he is wont to do pulls Brian underneath it and then rips out chunks of hair. Do you think he just had chunks of hair under there or do you think Brian's under there with a pair of scissors just doing it really quickly and just handing up bits of hair? Because I I do genuinely think when he comes back he's going to have the whole kind of old sort of when he was in the Nexus that kind of haircut. Potentially. What the sort of yeah shaved head. Yeah the the kind of yeah because I think with this sort of gimmick change, because the long hair and the long beard kind of went with his eco-friendly mm-hmm. gimmick. And now that he's kind of forgotten that he cares about the environment because he likes to say yes again, I feel like now he's going to have a sort of image change as well. Yeah, just start driving a 4 by 4 Yeah, exactly. Burning things burgers. in the middle, middle of the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of grabbing, using plastic more than what, like, just once. Yeah, just like, yeah, but a bottle of water, taking yeah. one sip and then throwing it in the bin. Yeah. I think the, the, the Brian stuff is interesting here and it might play into a larger point because mm. we didn't see him. And no. that, that was the whole, like, motivating factor behind this episode's storyline. Miz comes out and says, yeah, I was meant to have a Miz TV segment with Daniel Bryan, but... No one's seen him since since last Friday's no. episode, which is, you know, it's so <laughs> stupid. I personally... Put out a missing persons report then if, you, if he's actually missing. I personally love it. Mm. I, I, I do find that bit oh, yeah. of pro wrestling In, funny. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Miz is like, well, I don't like him. I don't... Uh, I'm, I'll never be friends with no. him. But I care about him. A lot. I don't, I don't understand that. No, I absolutely hate everything about him. But I really care. The fact that he's gone missing has really, really disturbed me. Yeah. And I want to find him. I will get to the bottom of this. And that is that is kind of set up by uh, Miz has gone up, gone up to Brian in recent weeks and said, look, I'm worried about you. I'm mm. worried, you know, what the Fiend could do to your family. And I guess, like, Miz is really saying that from his character perspective. I'm, I'm saying I'm worried about you, but really, yeah, yeah. I want you to defeat the fiend because I'm worried he'll come after me and everyone which he has now done but I mean I'm pretty sure this is setting up Brian Fiend at Rumble because you'd think that they Mm. would want they're they're basically using The Miz as a sort of obviously I mean okay fine if The Miz wins at TLC then then you can I will do anything but well this is it yeah because originally the reports had Fiend versus Brian at TLC that's been the reported plan for a couple of weeks. But on this episode, they announced it's going to be The Miz versus Bray Wyatt, which yeah. you said about Wrestle League. Yeah, I genuinely think it could be the first completely unanimous vote. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some people There's who don't really care about their points and will mm. vote for The Miz. But 
honestly, if you actually think the Miz is going to win, then you really, without upsetting anyone, you're you are deluded. I, I you know, the difference maker here because mm. it's a feud based around family. Miz Dad. That's Miz. <laughs> Miz Dad could return, and imagine that. What if Bray Wyatt's dad comes back? Comes back, just debuts. I IRS. Mm. Oh, he's he's not passed away, has he? He was very ill. Yeah, I don't he was, think he's. I don't think. Let us know. Get in the better chat. soon. <laughs> but but yeah, Miz Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be. I think that's the where we all want the fiend thing yeah, to yeah. go. To put over Miz Dad. Mm. But the. So Miz is doing this promo, and Firefly Funhouse happens on the Tynantron, and Bray starts to say, ah, oh, because Miz was kind of saying it's the SmackDown family. Mm. I mean, it's. It doesn't really work, that, that, that dialogue, because surely The Fiend is. And Bray Wyatt is also part yeah. of the SmackDown family. But whatever. Bray Wyatt comes on screen and says, oh, I used to have a family. Mm, and it has this really quick. With Brian in his kind of sort of jumpsuit tra- uh, overall thing. I didn't thing. see that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Brian was at the front with uh, with I Rowan saw Rowan and, and Harper, Harper yeah. yeah. But it was Brian at the front rather than actually. Oh, that's really so good. I, yeah, I thought I thought it was really cool mm-hmm. uh, how, how they sort of played into the whole Wyatt family and then just kind of moved it over into Miz's family. Yeah, because then Bray because says. Miz just had a new baby girl as well. And he says, yeah, I mean, I could have your family mm. which is such like a creepy horror like sociopathic yeah, yeah. horror movie thing to say and he's got this picture of yeah Miz, Maurice and their two children Monroe Sky so I looked it up and... so it's Monroe Sky and Alden Presley Alden which Alden. is a name I think they're naming them in the like Miz has been in WWE so long yeah. he's just given them WWE style yeah, names yeah, exactly he's a thinking bit. right what can get them over in 20 years time Hungry Harris yeah, or yeah. Husky Harris Hungry, Hungry Harris Hungry Harris <laughs> I'm mixing up that in the pig point <laughs> gimmick uh, but they that this like prompts the Miz to go like run after him by the way I thought Bray Wyatt in this and the Miz mm. the Miz is like obviously he's not Daniel Day Lewis no. but in wrestling but f- terms from his days in Tough Enough he has turned into something quite brilliant and on, on occasion. And, and a very, like, st- really good screen actor mm. because it's a different different style of acting. He's been in the Marine. Exactly, yeah, he is the A-lister. The star of the Marine. I mean, the, the joke about him being the A-lister is that he's not an yeah, A-lister, yeah. but now he's a baby face and they're still trying <laughs> to push the idea he's a si- still a serious is actor. Is he a baby face? Because he's... Yeah. Because as much as he's kind of going, oh, I, I hate Daniel Bryan, but I'm scared for him, that's kind of... I would call him more of a tweener, but actually sort of leaning towards the uh, the heel. I would say he's definitely a baby face in this because... Well, in well, in this. Oh, in yeah, this, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, so Miz goes backstage and he's... I, I like this. Mm. It really put over the threat of the fiend. He's on the phone to Maurice and he's like, lock the doors. Yeah. Bolt up. I don't know how you bolt up windows, but no. just like, you know... Lock that S word down. Turn the lights off. Yeah, I'm coming home right now. Yeah. Really gets over the, the, the threat. But as he's walking along, he sees uh, <laughs> a room with a red light. <laughs> and he's like, well, that looks more important. Like Amsterdam. He's yeah. like, wow, I really want to go and see that. <laughs> that, that like a, a waft of weed coming yeah, from so it too. Un- unless he was thinking, well, if the fiend's in there, maybe I can tackle him at the source. Or it was just really quite thick. Well, well, the, there is nothing to suggest ever 
that a room with a red light yeah. would have Bray Wyatt or the it's Fiend. Either, it's either Kane, the boogeyman, the Fiend, or now even Seamus. It could have been Seamus in yeah. there practicing <laughs> for later. Just like in the shadows and he comes out. <laughs> Miz, what, what are you... I want to do an Irish accent. Go on. <laughs> Miz, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? So Miz walks into this room and it's quite it's quite coolly set up. There's just a, a kind of table set up with a pic that picture of Miz's family that Bray had in the Firefly Funhouse segment. Mm. But Bray's face photoshopped. Put no, not, on not just photo. It, it was his whole like jumper as yeah. well. It was his red jumper. And it was genuinely unsettling. And it yeah. was like, like that's that's such a good blood feud element yeah. to this uh, and, it, and it really like Miz was unsettled out of nowhere and this is the big thing here this is the big gimmick change that we went with for the thumbnail and title hmm. Bray Wyatt in Mr. Rogers getup in the cardigan in the trousers appears in our reality he's, he's, I don't know what he says he says something and then Miz goes huh, and so it turns around straight into a sister Abigail onto the concrete mm. Um, and then he what did he say after he said something after that but she's then he my of, wife now yeah it's something creepy and then kind of just sort of slides out of screen and then it's the uh, then you get in, then you get straight into the mm. commercial break and then when you come back you've got the ref kind of Miz are you, are you okay and Miz sort of groggy and looking looking very scared well and, and so that is the first time we've ever seen Bray, Bray, Bray Wyatt Mr. Rogers style mm. And in, yeah, outside of the Firefly Funhouse, not The Fiend. And then, to double down on that, that they announced The Miz versus Bray Wyatt. At TLC. At TLC, rather than the Daniel Bryan one. Like you said, I think that's a great way to elongate the Bryan stuff. Because this this question mark about where Bryan is in the background is really intriguing. And and the thing is, Bryan is an interesting enough character, a good enough promo and, and, and sort of wrestler to make the month and a half gap between TLC mm. and Royal Rumble not seem like a month and a half. Whereas I think if he was feuding with The Miz for two months, that might get a bit yeah, samey. Because yeah, yeah. he's not... Yeah. As much as I like The Miz, he's not a, he's not a main event star anymore. No. And, the, and there is... Having that Fiend-Brian match mm. with a bit of the... You know, the context of their previous match at Royal Rumble. I, yeah. I, like, I like the mirror image stuff yeah. there. But, um, yeah, it's it's... I can't. I think it's really important that Bray Wyatt is wrestling a match and not the Fiend mm. here. And people have put out their own theories, and I agree with this because Bray Wyatt, as as a creative force, seems to have this level of attention to detail. And that is, the Fiend has no reason to attack Brian. Sorry, to attack the Miz, yeah. because the Fiend only comes out to attack people that have wronged Wyatt in the past. Yeah. Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Daniel Bryan. But here, they, like, Bray and Miz never had any history. Was there ever a Nexus versus the ah. Miz and Morrison match They're or something? All, uh, <laughs> I doubt it. Now, Morrison left in 2011. Yeah, they just... didn't cross over, did they? When Nexus was 2010. Oh, yeah, Nexus. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. Um, but the... Yeah, I, so th- there was nothing substantial. No. Yeah. Yeah, so there's no kind of hurt heel. He's not looking at his hands or anything mm. like that. It's just kind of, I'm attacking you for fun. And, and I, so I don't know where they're going to go with this. And apart from the Seth Rollins stuff, which was like one of the biggest creative missteps in a decade for mm-hmm. me, like, 
absolutely unforgivable. Actually, everything else they've done with The Fiend has been spot on. Yeah. So I've got to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt there that this is going to turn out good. And it's actually a really interesting layer to what's already an amazingly deep character. Yeah. I mean, you can... What they'll, what I imagine they'll do is have Ms. Luce relatively quickly to The Fiend and then The Fiend is kind of going at to him. To Bray Wyatt. Sorry, yeah, so, so, the, so the Fiend or Bray Wyatt, whoever it is, is, is going, going at the other Miz after the bell, and then you have the return of no-hair Daniel Bryan mm. um, to sort of set it up, or possibly on the night of the sort of SmackDown after TLC. I think it would make more sense at TLC, because like, we haven't seen it. And next week, it'll, it'll probably be again, I still haven't seen that. <coughs> or, all right, here's what it'll be. The Miz will be at home, won't he? It'll be like a satellite. The Miz joins us via satellite yeah. from his home, and then there'll be red lights, and then he'll sort of do that, that See, sort of thing. I don't think so. I think this is a Bray Wyatt. I think The Fiend's going to get a bit of a break, mm. I, and I want to see him have a bit of a break. Like Maybe don't we don't see The Fiend again until next year, mm. until next decade, I can say. But for everything from now on is just Bray Wyatt, Firefly Funhouse, and you get over the side of Bray that hasn't been violent yet. Remember when Seth Rollins jumped, like he went into the Firefly Funhouse yeah. and Bray was like, I'm not, know, yeah. I'm not going to hurt you because that's not, you know, I'm yeah. non-violent. The Fiend's the violent part. So now we can explore how Bray isn't actually innocent either. He is a bit of a, a sick, yeah, yeah. sick puppy too. But that's not to say there aren't ways they can ruin this. No, oh, they, I'm not saying they will, but past records would suggest that they probably are thinking about it. When this whole gimmick first started, yeah. before we kind of got the full reveal of The Fiend, I was like, I love all this. I think mm. it's amazing. I'm really worried about Bray wrestling in the cardigan in the ring. Because I don't know how you can visually yeah. and seriously transition this gimmick into an actual wrestling yeah. match. But I, but I do, I, I agree that if you just have The Fiend wrestling the same match over and over which is where he gets yeah. worked over worked over worked over and just keeps kicking out keeps kicking out event and then the baby face gets so frustrated that they do something stupid mandible claw win if you just do that for every single match it's not going to interest people but if it's you, already if you introduce off, yeah. this other half of his personality because it is a half there are yeah. two people if you introduce that into a match even if you kind of do I don't know, it sounds so stupid, but like if they, if they kind of flip around the uh, entrance music, so you've got to kind of got the fiend, and then at the end it kind of, and then sort of cuts into Five Five Funhouse, and he just comes out sort of all yeah. Yeah, cheery in, in his card and walks down to the ring and sort of acts like, Miss, why, why, are, we, why are we fighting? Like, yeah. what, what's this all about? Or he does it all from a place of love. Like, yeah. no, no, I want to join your family. I'm just yeah. like, F off. Yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 I'm going to beat you up now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I mean, my my concern. But that is, you're you're totally right. You sort of change this character into what has been the fiend does all the mm. matches into more of a Balor demon split. Yeah. So you have Finn Balor wrestle. You have Bray Wyatt wrestle the weekly TV occasionally. Yeah. Stuff I still like don't that. want. The I don't want him on weekly TV. I, w I want him to be a still a, a marquee. Yeah. Sort of m match. Haver, mm. um, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to see him wrestling Elias and and Baron no, Corbin no, 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 on weekly TV, um, because he's like like Brian, he's good enough to carry a storyline so that he only needs to have matches once a month. But so uh, I forgot the ways they can ruin it. Yeah, 
Maurice. Music. Music. Yeah. While all the time Bray Wyatt does a match, the Firefly Funhouse music's playing. Have Maurice at ringside distract the Fiend into a schoolboy Miz wins. That also. Remember, it's Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend. Mm. That's true. <laughs> Bray Wyatt's a rubbish wrestler. The Fiend's great. <laughs> uh, and puppets. Yeah. Puppets around the ring. Yeah. I mean, there are so many ways that could ruin this. I mm. mean... Genuinely, as much as we were joking about it, I think bringing Miz Dad into it could possibly ruin it because it, it would be so goofy. It will level up considerably. Yeah, level up in many ways, but in terms of logic, which WWE is famous for, <laughs> uh, I think it would be a, a poor idea. Uh, but the, the Brian, I don't know if he's going to come back as a brainwashed. So that, that, I think that's the other other possibility is mm. that Brian Brian comes back either as like this mega baby face like I have to over, overthrow or it's the beginning of a second yeah. Wyatt family, which probably is now not the time. Hold no. off on that, but I, I I'm into it. I'm I'm actually I thought this was the best thing in WWE all week. Well, not, yeah, not yeah. count obviously not count the NXT. The best thing in sports entertainment. All week. Yeah, it was the best thing on the show oh. by a long way. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. (laughs) 
Thank you ever so much for joining us here today. Before we get out of here, we're going to thanks thank our wonderful twenty-five dollar mm-hmm. a month or more pledge hammers on Patreon. So thank you. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean mean pride. Whoa, you get a cheap Leader of the boys, Dalton Sizemore. Love Dalton Castle. Uh, the incredible Tarzo. Incredible stuff. Whoa. Spoken class today. Jeremy Smith. So that's a, that's a Pearl Jam reference, apparently. I don't know what that is. It. The man who wears the gold. The man recognised by SWAF Nation International as the 24-7 champion. Our legend. Woo, I are. thought there was a character limit on these things. <laughs> um, the redneck Dennis Hicks. I nearly I rolled that. an R. Michael Plowman. That's his name. That's, that name again is Michael My- Plowman. Yeah, Nailed Simpsons. It. I like it. Uh, join him, John. Yeah. I Iowa. 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 Well, cheers, John. Big bad Blake Lloyd. Well, um, big, he's very bad. big and he bad. Martin Santoyo talking to me. So I got there in the end. Uh, the perfect storm. Noah Trombley. Woo! And caught in a tr- Travis Ware. So we've done our two-week trial of no super chats. On Tuesday's Raw, we're going to try a bit of a mix. Have we said this on this show yet? Yeah, we said it at at the beginning. So there's going to be a mix. So there'll be a little five-minute segment uh, just between the main topic and the rest of the show just to sort of focus on on the main topic, questions about the main topic. At the end, if we've got time, we'll do another five minutes or so of... Other maybe there's more on the main topic that we couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't do, uh, but there'll be other other questions, other comments from people, and then we will switch over. Probably we're thinking to the website yeah. with a with a link, so you can head over there if you've still got super chats you want to listen to, if you haven't submitted any, or if you've still got one you've submitted and you haven't heard the answer to. Head over there, and we will do our best to answer all of them fully. It's kind of like a post show. Yes, we'll just do a little post show, and that means like if you're watching on YouTube. And it's only an hour long as opposed to the hour 20, hour and a half. Sometimes an hour 40, I think, uh, Survivor Series Mm. review was. You can just, you can watch that and not be put off by the length. Have you got a name or are you sort of... I don't know, wrestle Names in the comments. Yeah, yeah, suggest some names in the comments. Right, so SmackDown is a full episode, opened with the Miz stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we went straight into Alexa Bliss's in-ring return. She's a baby face. Wow, yeah, this week she is. And you've got Mandy Rose. So, interesting thing. So, I'm currently in the process of writing a few list articles for our end of year, Mm -hmm. uh, which you will be then turning into scripts for the YouTube channel. Um, But you will probably see some of them first on the website, some of them first on YouTube. But uh, so, Mandy Rose, her contract expires next year. Interesting. And there's no one else that we know of on the women's roster, really, that that has the sort of, is in the same situation. I think I would think of all the people she's most likely to resign out yeah. of all the people. But maybe I mean, maybe she's done with wrestling. I mean, she's not exactly doesn't seem that. I mean, she's she's probably she's probably making a lot of money out of her modelling career as mm. it is. She doesn't seem that bothered about the whole wrestling thing. I don't know. I don't get an Eva Marie vibe. No, her. no. Uh, I mean, she's a better wrestler than Eva Marie by yeah. by a long way. I mean, she can sort of do a move more charisma as well. Um, but she's. Constantly <laughs> overshadowed, and again, she was overshadowed. I mean, she was she, she was there to mm-hmm. lose, uh, yeah. as she often is. Um, and it was what three minutes? Oh, yeah, I, I thought this was a bad match. Oh yeah, I, it, I th- they, they Alexa, I just 
don't think fits in a baby face no. role the same way Charlotte doesn't. Uh, but they did have a nice spot here. Mandy got Alexa on the floor and pulled off one of her fake eyelashes. Yeah. Which is pretty as good. Michael, it felt like Michael Cole was trying to sell it as her actual eyelash. Yeah. Those are her eyelashes on the ground. No, they're not. No, yeah, they do that. <laughs> ladies do that at the end of the day. And yeah. it's quite easy. Yeah, and it doesn't actually hurt that much from what as far as I'm aware. Uh, but N- Nikki Cross took out Sonya on the outside. Yeah. Alexa hit a twisted bliss for the win. Yeah. It's, that's all it was, really. I, I, yeah, it was Mandy tells her, get off of my face, and then kicks her directly in the face. So that was a heel thing. But mm. apart from that, it was... Pretty dull. Then we got uh, from this sort of... Yeah, it was that was just like dull, wasn't it? Yeah. This was actively, I want to turn off the show next. Dana Brooke is in catering. Mm. Um, she is getting a bit of a three-week push on account of her and Batista being a bit thirsty for each other on the search. Yeah. So do you think she's just milking that to try and get a push? Or do you think they're actually going on a date? I, th- I think... She wants to go on a date with Batista. I mean, Batista I want wants to, to go on a date I want with to her. go on a date with Batista. Exactly. Doesn't, doesn't, yeah, I guess. But yeah, so so Drake Maverick walks in mm-hmm. uh, and sort of, oh, what what's Batista got that I haven't? Obviously, sort of the whole like, uh, the whole joke about make Drake Maverick since he started is that he's very small mm. and looks a bit like a child, and some people think he looks like me. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, in in walks. In walks Elias. Babyface Elias. Babyface. He made his return last week. He's got a weird... I have to see more of what yeah. his new thing is to, to fully get it. But he walks in. And Drake, by the way, as usual, is fantastic. Yeah, the the material he's given isn't very good. No. But everything, the way he performs it, absolutely amazing. Dana. <laughs> and uh, Elias comes in. He does a song. But he does it so serious, so straight-faced, mm-hmm. that it kind of undermines the comedic lines. And a lot of, like, it's very yeah. easy to make rhyming songs funny, yeah. as we've seen with Cena and The Rock in the past, and Elias when he had a baby face rhyme yeah. before. But here, he, he insinuates that he slept with Maverick's wife. Yeah, and Maverick, that, and that Maverick doesn't... doesn't you, you, Pleasures himself rather than anyone else. Mm, yeah. With tissues. With and, tissues and hand lotion. Yes. And Drake storms off and Dana says, did you really sleep with his wife? And Elias goes, oh no, are you being serious? Yeah. He says, no. But, but something's going to happen. Yeah. But something serious is going to happen. And it was so like not fitting with the comedy gimmick he has. Yeah. I, di- I didn't hate it. I'm not, su- I'm not sure about his new gear or whatever he's wearing. Mm. He looks a bit like if you turned up to a sort of over-20s camp, he would be sitting by the fu- the campfire sort of as the sort of first thing you get to when you go there and he'd be singing sort of, I don't know, Noah and the Whale songs and things like that. <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. And then, and then it cuts immediately to, to Drake in the Ring. Drake's in the ring, again, being brilliant. He is just talking up that everyone's making fun of him and he's really good at working the live mm. crowd is one of Maverick's huge strengths. And Elias comes down with Dana Brooke and he gets in the ring to, because Drake had challenged him to a fight. And Elias does all of the standard, your short spots. He's holding him back with his hand while Drake can't reach him. And then he bends Maverick over and just starts spanking him. And this was where I was like, I'm so glad my lady partner's asleep next to me right now and that no one can see I'm watching this. I, will, I, couldn't, I didn't notice any of that because 
behind Elias was a giant support WrestleTalk sign, uh, which was there for the majority, right on the hard cam. It was so a really nice was, sign yeah. as well, coloured yeah. in, bold. with pictures. Thank you, whoever that was. Yeah, because you distracted me from what I was watching. Wow. Um, but so, so since he's since he's made his kind of main roster debut, he's been forced to wet himself. Mm-hmm. He's been spanked. He's failed to sleep with his wife several times. Um, so yeah, it's and, and he was mean, the manager of AOP. But and what <laughs> what did we expect? Uh, because he is. He's are we allowed to say five foot seven? We can say yeah. I think yeah. He's he's he's, he is, he's about good. he's about yeah sort of five foot six, five foot seven. Mm. It was this was always going to happen. I mean, coming up from Impact, he's probably getting a lot more money than he was, <coughs> but he was this was always always going to happen. Yeah, and he's uh, British. And and just like Dana's fake laughing on the outside, yeah. it really, it was so obnoxious. And it, it ended up where I was. I wasn't into Elias as a babyface no. here. I thought it came across as quite mean spirited. And I felt sorry for Drake. Yeah. So I, j- I thought it was a complete failure so of a be- segment. Because I was away last <laughs> week, I didn't see SmackDown Live. So I just mm. kind of watched the highlights. And nothing that I've seen so far suggested that Elias is a babyface. Apart from the fact that he's not kind of crapping on the, on the hometown. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that is it, though, isn't yeah. it? That's, that's what makes a heel. Uh, and then Dana gets in after Elias hits a drift away. Yeah. And Dana gets a, a pin that Elias counts. Uh, then yeah. we get the Miz bit backstage. He sees the weird lighting. We've spoken about that. Tribute to the Troops tweet graphic wall thing. And then we got the Tag Titles number one contender mm. match. The only, <clears throat> well, other than the main event, this is the only sort of wrestling watchable match. Um, yeah, it was Lucha... <laughs> I've written Lucha Bros. If only it was Lucha Bros. It was Lucha House Party versus Chad Gable. And Ali. Hey, do you want some more con- contract that. talk? Or should I just add versus oh, yeah. Heavy Machinery and the Revival mm. and the New Day are on the commentary desk outside watching it all. It was an elimination match. What's the Both contract? Kalisto and Grand Gr- Metalik's contracts run out in June. Oh, my God. So they've they, got to go. They've got to go. I mean, remember Grand Metalik debuted. He was... Bef- A lot of people won't know because of how he's been portrayed, but he mm. was considered one of the <clears throat> best luchadors in the world. Yeah. And then he comes to... And then he, comes runner-up in the Cruiserweight Classic. And you're thinking, brilliant. So they've established him as a future star. Has a few good matches on 205 Live when it moves over. And then he gets put in the Ooch House Party and everyone hates them. And they never win anything. Yeah. Uh, he had a match with Rey Mysterio a few weeks ago and that was it. Big, it, big high-profile invaders yeah. in Survivor Series. Yeah, exactly. Um, they injured Lars Sullivan, which is one of the only things they've done. Mm. Um, <laughs> which... For some people might be a blessing, but yeah, um, yeah so th- th- they they have to go, I think. Um, but it was nice to nice to see that they at least have matches still. Um, I think it was probably a case of right, we've got three teams, but this is a fatal four way. So first person to put write your name down on here, yeah. you can have a match. And, and they are quite they're, they're a good team to put in to do some high spots yeah. and then get eliminated exactly which it's, they did immediately they are so much more than that but unfortunately mm. that's where wwe have slotted them but yeah this was this wasn't amazing it was just like quite a standard four-way elimination yeah. uh otis is just something else i remember when you know because this it was 
after Mania this year yeah. when heavy machinery were called up. And no one knew what was going on. And Otis was doing his spots. And he's added so much more to that since. Mm. And the Caterpillar would only get over halfway through the Caterpillar. Yeah. And it's just, this is, this is such an important lesson for getting over spots and giving it time. People always forget that when the New Age Outlaws debuted, it, was, it took about six months before people started doing the intro along yeah. with Road Dog. And we're seeing that now. This was one of the most over things on the show when Otis just yeah. ran I through mean, his spots. As soon as he comes in the ring, the crowd completely just... Yeah. It's, it felt like the crowd was sort of just watching. And then, and then as, soon as, they, as soon as he just got into the ring, there's just a massive change in the whole mm. atmosphere in the entire arena. And he's just a star. I know he's never going to be a main event star, but in his role, he's mm. absolutely perfect. And Liam, one of our website, Otis is his favorite wrestler in the entire world. Is he world. really? He loves Otis. <laughs> every time he gets in the ring, every time there's like yeah. a mystery opponent, he's like, it's going to be, it's got to be Otis, surely. <laughs> and the thing is, if it was Otis, people were like, it's Otis. Yeah. People would love it. But so, yeah, so Lucha Lucha Pass get do do a high spot. They kind of do a tandem kind of mm-hmm. dive. They get blindsided by Tucker, um, crash crash compactor. They're out. Yeah, um, but he's doing. He, he's yeah. He's just fantastic. Um, and then you've got him sort of charging up, hits the caterpillar. Um, do a huge pop. Yeah, and then almost immediately he gets sort of rolled up quite yeah. awkwardly by Wilder I think yeah, it was. and the whole crowd just went huh and then, yeah and then we got the Ali and Gable with the Revival um, mm. it was it was good stuff and then the Revival won so after that the Revival cut a really decent promo I thought yeah just like you know properly emotion emotion filled and they kept on saying how they're gonna make this match what they do best and that's fundamentals like yeah. we're going to have a straight tag team wrestling mm. match we're going to prove to you new day while we're, while why yeah. we're the best tag team in the world which says to me new day are going to make it a stipulation match because it's TLC yeah they've got a fright they've got next week's go home episode to add it's something true. they did say no pancakes no unicorns so i what does that leave them I just what, think- what else is in there giving pancake batter I just think they make it a. I mean, I you, I love TLC matches and ladder matches. Mm. I want to see the new day and the revival do a TLC match or a ladder match. A ladder least. match would be great. Tables and chairs, I don't care about. Um, yeah, I mean, they'd have a brilliant match. I mean, we have seen this match plenty of times. Well, that's it. That's why I think it needs a stipulation because yeah. right now, new day and the revival for the tag titles. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, that was my feeling yeah. when the Revival won. I mean, I, I knew as soon as it was them in the final two teams, I was like, well, the Revival are winning here. They're not mm. going to have Gable and Ali go over here. Oh, sorry, he's now Mustafa Ali again. He's Mustafa, he? is he? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was a good promo. Uh, it was nice to see the sort of bit, bit of fire. I mean, joint, they're sort of, overall, they're 10-time champions. So the New Day's got mm. seven, they've got three. I mean, they're probably off in April. I think uh, Wilder's got 10 weeks more. But while they've got them, they have to make the most of the revival. Um, or just bury they're them. Not, yeah. Then, but the thing is that you would have thought they would have buried them by now. They have. L- loads of times. Yeah. And then they give them the, the time. They, they, yeah. I, 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 I want to talk about the next thing. I want to yes. talk about the next thing. So Roman Reigns comes in to <laughs> talk to Kayla Braxton backstage. And he's talking about what happened last week with Bobby Roode, where he tried to, you know, essentially kill him, kill, kill him. <laughs> with a mace. <laughs> Uh, yeah. On like yeah, doing a curb stomp on a chair, but 
the foot yeah. is. Amazing. I don't think Roman. Everyone's like, oh, Roman really overacted. I don't think he did. Like pushing <laughs> a table onto someone, he almost killed him. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely a valid response. So he's talking that up and how he's going to face Dolph Ziggler tonight. But then he shifts his attention to the guy who's actually behind all this all, mm. the leader of the midcard vortex, King Corbin. And he says, the man is 6'6", almost 6'8". If only there was a height between 6'6 and 6'8 that you could be. I mean, just say the man is 6'6". Maybe you're so tall, you're such a tall 6'6". Yeah. You might as well be 6'8". <laughs> I mean, that that is wrestling promotion, mm. isn't it? Well, you know, you, you, fiddle, you fiddle the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've, I've, there's that, that, that tiny little line is actually really, really interesting. I've got a whole bit about it in my video coming up later, which is the SmackDown review with a bit of news at the end, mm. uh, and it's in that news part. Apparently, it's a Vince McMahon thing. Yeah, he's he genuinely. It's it's on the list. Uh, then we got a little promo thing for CM Punk on WWE backstage mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Then we got the Sheamus promo. Doing who's that Pokemon? Okay, yeah, the the the, the Seamus promo, which was sort of yeah, we we know who, we know who this is, and he and he just kind of did his I'm Irish, I'm a Celtic warrior. There was some Irish sort of was like horns and things back. going in the background, so it looks like he's returning. That's the, the gimmick he's returning to. He's not gonna he's, the the bar is no more. Seamus yeah. is coming for probably the IC Championship in a couple months. Which I love Seamus. I'm I'm yeah, really I'm happy glad that he hasn't that had he's to retire. Back, yeah. yeah. Because, it, you know, he was suffering from, I think it was spinal stenosis, wasn't yeah. it? Which I don't think you can recover from, but you can manage it. Yeah. Uh, so, but, so it's great to see him back. Uh, but, yeah, he's, his whole thing was, I'm going to, everyone's weak on SmackDown. I'm mm. going to be the tough guy. Yeah, so he's a heel. That's what Drew McIntyre's doing mm. on yeah, Raw. But, but he, Drew, Mac, Drew McIntyre's Scottish. Seamus is Irish, so it's basically the same thing. Yeah, I think to Vince they sound the so, same. And they've both got beards, and they've both got hair, and they're <laughs> both quite pale, um, and they're very muscly. So, same thing. Yeah. Really. Then we got Lacey Evans in a d- win in a squash match against, against Nia Jax. Against Hayley Jones. Uh, I guess you're saying Nia Jax because of the weird outfit she yeah, was she wearing. Yeah, she was dressed like Nia. She, was, she had the whole sort of Nia Jax... I don't know what Nia Jax's thing is called, but it's the sort of whole body thing with, yeah, look, with the it with looks the like a power range outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the kind of leotard, mm. shiny leotard thing. Um, it was maybe forty-five seconds punch, but that wasn't really the point. But the commentators said that this jobber, Haley Jones, sorry, mm. enhancement talent. I don't like calling people jobbers. No. Uh, what? <laughs> it's a it's a lion tamer. She, that's, she meant- that's why she was dressed that way. That's her gimmick. I, I just couldn't get past the fact that the way she was dressed, it just looked like Lacey Evans was roughing up a, a, a LARPA. <laughs> it was, yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't really a match, but like I said, it, that wasn't really the point of this match. The point of the match was to bring out the boss. Yeah, so Sash Banks comes down. They have a, a bit of a war of words. Lacey yeah. is a baby face. Uh, she has been for a, for a week now, I guess. I think it's a, just a com- another complete miscasting. It's And look, what do they all have in common? Alexa, Charlotte, Lacey. They're all clear heels. They're all blonde. Yeah. I know, I, it, seem, it sounds really crude, but it's so obvious now. Yeah. Dana Brooks getting a little push. Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn. Has, like, this is over years, decades mm. that people have said this. Their ideal woman is, well, Attitude Era blonde girl. Yeah. 
and and now these old dogs cannot learn new tricks and we're seeing it where they they want to push the faces of the company yeah that to like in reverse where they see this image and then they retrofit it to someone who looks like it even though their natural charisma or or sort of character doesn't suit it yeah it's ridiculous and she did i get that it is a good story that she used to be a marine because yes. in america being a member of the armed forces is just and a huge deal the, my i mean not probably not my theory but a th- the theory i was thinking is like the tribute to the troops lacy's getting a push yeah. ahead of that she'll probably have a match with bailey i guess at tlc yeah. because she's the champion or maybe sasha first big royal rumble match yeah possibly quite possibly but yeah i mean she's getting the 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 tribute to the troops push yeah i mean she was pushed in both of the tribute to the troops promo packages um but yeah so so sasha kind of comes down and says you're a bad role model to your daughter who and obviously she's like oh don't you say that about my daughter uh it's kind of the whole don't mention my family yeah. thing again, yeah. as it often is in, in WWE. Uh, and she's like, I'm not just a mother. I'm a Marine, which, of course, gets the hey, army pop. USA. Yeah, yeah. USA. Exactly. And Lacey, I thought, was mildly over. Like, compared I... to, like, the other women in on who are on this show. Was she over or was the word Marine over? That's true. You know, like how Do you the... reckon she's going to be in the Marine 7 th- or 8? I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Lacey like sort of fakes out a punch to Sasha Sasha drops to the floor nice little heel thing there and Lacey goes up the ramp looks back to the ring which you should never ever do (laughs) I think that's everything sorted (laughs) here (laughs) and Bailey clatters her yeah she attacks her from behind but that was just such a a Mm. face plant it looked really good and the heels celebrate over it yeah uh, then we got the Miz and Bray Wyatt announcements of the match. Reigns versus Corbin in a TLC match was also confirmed. Shane McMahon is, was going to be on NCIS LA, so yeah. tune in. <laughs> he That image, the, the promo image for it, just looks like he won a competition yeah. to stand <laughs> and next he's to gonna be, Cool J. Do you reckon he's going to be like... He's, he's, what they generally are on these guests are sort of guest sort of investigators he'll walk yeah. in and go oh we need a guy from the x division in and it will sorry not impact but um <laughs> he'll come in and go oh yeah i'm detective whatever and then he'll be the guy who sort of whips off his shades and goes yeah well so what have we got here bitch. yeah exactly and then he does a uh, coast to coast on the criminal I d- or falls off something yeah, very yeah. High. <laughs> uh, i i d- i don't know why this is a thing no. like what, what, when is shame at man ever ever been an actor yeah He's going to get very sweaty, especially the amount of body armor. <laughs> He's in LA, in LA as well. Yeah. So. Uh, then we had the tribute of the tri- tribute for the tribute to the troops yeah. video package, which was you know very nice. Yeah. Had, uh, like all the Braun Strowman get trying to trying to squeeze into a like a little plane cockpit, and he was like, fits, my fits like a glove." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns was there. It was, it was nice. Yeah, Kurt Angle was there as well. Mm. Uh, and then we got the main event: a Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I I thought this was so I I was I tuned out in this match. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't exciting because again, I don't think anyone in the crowd expected it to have a mm. proper finish. I mean, yeah. it, it sort of it it had a finish, but then it, once again, it was the whole post match angle that people cared about. Roman Reigns and Dolph Ziggler have had so many matches that I 
could close my eyes and pretty much tell you what was happening. So Rest hold. Dolph gets on top, throws Roman into some things. Roman gets a comeback. Dolph sort of scuppers him. And then there's a big kind of spot on the outside. So Roman goes to clothesline him sort of off the steps. Dolph hits the super kick. And then royal music. Yeah. It's it's a standard Reigns template match. Mm. Uh, and it's it's not just it was repetitive and stale in the ring. I think it's because if you zoom out, it's the mid card again. Yeah. It's the same stuff with when we were getting Shane McMahon, Drew McIntyre, and Elias as that heel faction. Baron, Drew, and Bobby as that heel faction. It's just, and now we've got Baron, Bobby, and Dolph as yeah. a heel faction. It's just like, it's not interesting. No. I love Corbin, but this isn't, he's not good enough to be the top heel on no. a show and wrestling against Roman. And also, I get that Roman's really, really good. Yeah. And I love Roman now. And I think, yeah, he's he's finally clicked after... Yeah. And the, and he was quite over in this match. I thought people were even chanting Roman, Roman, Roman at yeah. one point. But the idea that he can only ever face groups of three men or more yeah. is, is tedious. I just, just build up other... Like, I'd be so much more into a Samoa Joe mm. versus Roman match. Because I just I don't believe in Ziggler, Corbin, and Bobby beating him. Nor do I care. So, and that's what we got here. Yeah. Corbin came in and sort of tried to interfere, but Roman overcame and speared Dolph for the win. Uh, and then Corbin came in. Everyone's beating up Roman. Roman powers out, but Corbin had six dudes with him. Yeah, they were like the, the, the Dark Order's little. <laughs> What were they called? Minions. Minions, yeah. So they kind of started hitting him. Obviously, he overpowered all of them because six men can't take down one man unless they're trained in in real fighting. Aikido. Um, yeah, and then Corbin comes in with one one clock. Yeah. Um, but have you heard that, that Roman is, is the very big favorite to win the Rumble? Okay. Um, so that's another multi-man match that he will overcome the odds in. Well, I'm sure. I think CM Punk's the favourite. Um, so but the uh, yeah, so so Dolph and Corbin come in, and then something utterly bizarre happens. Well, there's there's a, there's another late. So what happens, and what you've probably seen around is they handcuff Roman to the ring post. So they mm. cuff both his hands and they suspend that over the ring post. So he's he's sort of hanging. And that was the first image I saw on yeah. Twitter this morning. So I didn't know when I went to watch the show what. It happened. You were like, oh, I won't, I won't spoil it for you. So I was thinking, oh, he's going to get a kendo stick or something and hit him while he's on there. No, not that. No, not a serious injury angle that no. would create some kind of dramatic interest. They both got tins of dog food and poured it over Roman, and then they walked off laughing. And Roman's going, blah. <laughs> Do you reckon this was a uh, Triple H written spot? No, I don't. Because it was pedigree, chum. Can I come on next week as well? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but that was awful. I think we can all agree that yeah. was awful. It's embarrassing. It's childish. The Fox, I thought we were getting a more sports-based show on Fox. Yeah, it was. But And Corey and, and Cole were trying so hard to put this over as like a kind of 
what if he can't wrestle at TLC? He's got some he got some gravy on his ear now. I mean, that could that could he could, he might get sort of like vertigo or something. The amount of grease in his hair it should yeah. just slide off. <laughs> exactly. But but what I want to know that no one's talking about mm. a hand grabbed Roman's foot from underneath mm. the ring. I think. Surely that was one of his minions. It was one of the minions, but it just came out of nowhere. And the commentary said someone's grabbed his foot from under the ring. And that was the thing that turned the tide mm. for the heels to get on top of Roman. So I'm just like, that's what, that's so weird. <laughs> and it ne- never played into anything again. Anyway, I thought it was off. I thought it was, it was a terrible spot. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a lackluster feud. And the, the only good thing on this show, really, but it was very good, is, is the Bray Miz stuff. Yeah. Uh, I I, th- I thought this I th- I found a lot of this show embarrassing to watch as a wrestling fan. Yeah, I mean because of my schedule, my kind of work schedule, I don't get to see a lot of live shows, and I I kind of watch shows sort of fragmented. So I haven't watched like a just a full show sat down the whole way show. through in, in a while just just because of mm. that. And I just remembered that like. Yeah, the way I do it is actually quite a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Um, because the, sort of uh, it, it, the show finished and the lasting image I had was Roman Reigns kind of going, uh, yeah. uh, I've got uh, I've got dog food in my face and I smell, I'm going to go backstage and everyone's going to go, uh, Roman smells of dog food. And it's just, that's that's not sport. And if they mm. want to have a sport like AEW, you wouldn't have, uh, sorry, Bias. Oh, yeah, we've got bias. Um, they pay the checks. Another promotion wouldn't do that, where they kind of think, right, this is a serious feud. Mm-hmm. They'd end it with a beat down. They'd end it with a chair shot. They'd end it with something with Roman lying in the ring because he's been just physically yeah. destroyed, not handcuffed to a post. And when you've got someone handcuffed to a post and you want to humiliate them, you've got... They can't do anything. They've got their legs thrashing around, but you could, you've got their whole upper body to fo- focus on. And, I mean, they must have been sure they were going to win that match because they just... Where did they get it? Is it under the ring, the, the dog food? I, yeah, I think it was under the ring. Yeah. I just... If you really wanted to humiliate him, feed it. Feed yeah. him it. That's, that's pretty gross. Yeah. But even that wouldn't have been good. No. So over, I gave it a two out of five. Uh, what would yeah, you rate I mean, it? for my first rating, probably yeah, a two out of five. There was SmackDown, but that was all for Miz and mm, definitely and and um, and the Fiend. And also, I'm excited to see what what Sheamus does when he comes back. Yeah, uh, but other than that, it was it just nothing really happened. And what did happen was so goofy, like the whole Drake Maverick stuff and the whole dog food thing. Mm. That it's just kind of I forget that anything good happened originally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just before we get on to the Patreon shout-outs, I know we're not doing super chats on this episode, but thank you, Dan, for for a, a big pledge there, saying Andy Datsun is the absolute best man. Merry Christmas, boy. Thank you very much, Dan. Yeah, Dan messaged me also on uh, on Discord to say, unable to be there li- uh, live when you return to YouTube. Uh-huh. I wish you the best of luck. Oh, that's very Possibly kind of the him. nicest... Man, I've ever yes, met. he's lovely. He's come to the studio as well. Mm. Uh, and Kevin said, "Wrestle talk after live." Into Wonderland. Mm. It's everywhere now. I remember what six, seven years ago when this thing started. It was big, yeah, but it was you know 
an event that I could go to without crippling mm. social anxiety. But it's so large now. Yeah. So for for the people who might not know, I suppose I'm assuming there are winter wonderlands around the world. I think it's but, been expanded out. Yeah. Uh, there's a giant one in Hyde Park in in sort of central London, which is genuinely probably if you if you wanted to walk around the whole thing, probably half an hour. But you're stopping at everything anyway. And it's all the same. And it's all the same. And it's all horribly expensive. It's free to get in, and then they sort of trick you, and then mm. and and then generally it's it's a sort of thing that you either go with your partner or with like if you've got kids then you'll go with them i always used to go with a gang of mates for my mate's birthday Mm. every year first year we haven't been actually because there is a bar on a roundabout yes a carousel yeah that goes round, and i people know that i get pretty motion sick anyway but it's so slow no i still managed to get Uh. really ill I was watching it thinking they I wouldn't even notice that I was spinning because it was so slow but mm. anyway so I went um with my lady I've I've never been before which having lived in the sort of near London for 7 years or well, my whole life it's quite impressive but I I went with my with my lady partner and I thought you know I I have to win her something because that's what you do isn't it all the all the kind of romantic films and TV shows the, the guy wins a big teddy bear yeah. by being good at throwing Luckily, you're good at throwing. Luckily, you bring your own Nerf ball. No, I didn't. But I have played many sports in my life which involve throwing, so I was quietly confident that I'd be able to win something <laughs> because I was thinking, and I, I was like, and also I'm incredibly competitive. So I thought those two mixed together, I'm either going to spend loads of money and win nothing, or I could spend loads of loads, loads of money and, money and win, and win something. So, but the, either way, yeah. You're going to spend loads of but, money. But on the way, and we spotted uh, someone with this giant dog, uh, and she was, uh, and she got excited at that. So I was like, well, we're going to have to find she the She could put her head the on the giant dog. Exactly. Um, Roman Reigns is not going to be there. Mm. Um, but the first thing we saw was it was a giant dog. And the, the idea was you had to sort of get one basket uh, with, a, with a basketball. Oh, but the ones that are kind of gimmicked. But they're, they're gimmicked and they're very like springy and they're much lower. So you've kind of got to throw them very flat. Yeah. And I, I gave that one go and I just I I didn't feel com- I it. didn't feel comfortable. So I said, look, I, and then she spotted someone with a big teddy and was like, and she really fell in love with that. So we went walked around looking so looking fickle. for the big teddy, and it turned out that, that was like a knocking the the sort of stacked cups down. Okay, that's your wheelhouse. Exactly. Um. So you got th- two kind of sort of heavy-ish bean bags to mm. knock off, not just knock them down, knock them off the shelf. So I paid for two goes because I was thinking, you've got to kind of get your your tactics involved in the first one. So, so you I, get, it's, they reset, do they? Yeah, after, after, the after two, two, yeah. Right. So I threw it so just... the first one was a practice yeah, round. I threw it dead centre and I realised that that was wrong because basically all that does is knock down the middle of one mm. and all the rest sort of fall next to it. So I thought, right, you've got to... First of all, you've got to pick the one where the cups are closest together because if they're far apart then you've got less chance of knocking them all over. So I've, I've picked the one with the, with the cups closed together and aimed sort of bottom right between the, the bottom right and the middle, middle cup. And that knocked over off all of them but two, which were sort of lying next to each other. And I thought, if I can just hit these two right in the middle... And thankfully, it wasn't a very long throw. So I just, I, and I managed to get it, and I got this giant teddy bear. You won it? Yeah. Oh, my God. So she, but the issue was that we, was, we did that right at the beginning, and we were there for another hour and a half. So she was sort of carrying around this giant teddy bear. Um, but I thought, oh, I want to win something. And I've got, I've got a dog. <laughs> so what happened there is you got competitive with yourself exactly. for winning something. Yeah. So it felt like your lady partner had won the thing. Mm. So we, we'd, we'd won... Uh, we, she, we spotted this giant hedgehog. And when I say giant hedgehog, it's probably... If, a Sonic. 
No, it was just a sort of hedgehog thing. But I couldn't put my arms right the whole way around it. That's how big it was. Um, my sex tape. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, the game was you had to hit bottles that were on a wall, just like printed bottles on like sort okay. of uh, with darts. And I have a dartboard in my room, and I play darts sort of several times a day if I'm at home. So I was like, right, this is going to be simple. But I was really quite nervous. I was thinking because I know I play darts. I was, but turned out that it was so close to the target, and you had to. Be, I think you had to get like nine out of ten to get the big prize. You had to get mm. seven out of ten to get medium prize. And it turned out that it was so close that I just kind of got. I think I, I think I got nine. I think I missed one, but um, like the first time round. And I thought you got the big. Yeah, you got, I got the big the prize giant, again. I got the giant thing, but the it hedgehog. was so heavy. That I was carrying, they gave me thank you. They gave me the plastic bag, mm. when I was sort of carrying it over my shoulder like Santa. Yeah, and uh, I was carrying that around for ages. So we were just walking around with these. But there were some people there who had clearly gone, probably with sort of families in mind, thinking, right, if we can just win a bunch of giant toys, that's that's all of our like nieces and nephews sorted for Christmas. And they were carrying, they were sort of carrying around with like these just. Each of them had like three giant things each, like a giant banana, giant, and there was a stall with like Pikachu's and stuff. Pikachu, exactly. Um, so yeah, no, that was uh, it. Was a very nice night. Um, must have looked like badasses walking yeah. around with two of the biggest prizes. Yeah, it, it, I did feel I was I was quietly very pleased with myself. Did well because there were some people watching us play darts. <laughs> uh, there were some people watching us play darts, and sort of going. Wow, that was and I was I was shocked that I'd managed to do it like first time. Did someone come up to you and say, "Have you ever considered playing darts professionally?" Yeah, well, no, they didn't actually. Could have been talent spot. I'm just not. I'm not consistent enough <clears throat> to play darts, darts professionally. I've always wanted to sort of give it a go in a local pub, but I I can be really good for one day and then I can just be rubbish for the next three days. So, do you, did you sense anyone's like any other? Boyfriends. There was ge- their generally, eyes there was a genuine crowd behind us. Probably not just boyfriends, mm. but like, just why can't I win my lady yeah, partner? Just an weak, fluffy, yeah, pig. weak men watching me uh, sort of outdo them, really. Um, but then as soon as I won that, there was the kind of you know when you talking to a not not to disrespect my lady partner at all, but you know when you when a toddler has a toy and then you pick up another toy. And then they, and they go, toy, yeah. I like that toy, even though they've said how much they want that toy. She was like, oh, that's so cute. I really want the... So she has now got them both in her bedroom because I Don't really want didn't a giant really hedgehog. want to carry yeah. the giant hedgehog on the, on the Jubilee line during rush hour because it takes up about the space of about three people <laughs> standing. Um, and I thought that it would be a bit annoying for people. You should um, bring it into the office. Could be the office I was, hedgehog. See, I was thinking that, but I, did, I just thought Laurie would probably destroy it somehow. Yeah, he'd rip it open. It'd probably get kicked a lot. Pull out its stuff him. It would, would do be, it would be here, and if lot. he got annoyed or something, you know, he would just turn around and punch it. If it's if it's as big as you're saying, I would splash it. Mm. I would stand on this desk and I would do a splash. I think you could probably just about splash it. It's not like super tall, but it's it's it's, it's got good like yeah like that, and it and it's full of those like little foam beans. So uh, yeah. Uh, just before we get out of here, I want to talk Star Wars with you. Yeah, I've been playing it this week. Well, my, I wanted to talk because, you know, episode nine is out mm. soon, within weeks. So I've gone back and started to rewatch mm. all of the previous films. I'm now halfway through episode two. 
You do get very slowly because yeah, you were yeah, on yeah. episode one last week. Well, I I think when it gets good, I'll start picking up the pace. Mm. Christ alive is episode two bad. But it was my favourite growing up. Yeah, I know, that's weird. I was I remember when like when I first watched all the prequels when I was a kid, without proper critical capabilities, I liked two the most. The reason it being because there was the most Jedi just fighting. It was the big battle at the and end. And because I was sort of probably when did it come out? Attack of the Clones? Maybe? Uh, Attack of the Clones, I think, was sort of we're going to get corrected, but it's 2000, 2003. Yeah. And I was sort of eight, nine. And that was the one I first like, oh, Natalie Portman is very pretty. Like as, as Padme in her kind of white mm. thing. And I was like, wow, I really like this this one because it's got her in it. This and was I your thought, sexual awakening. Exactly. This was your Cameron Diaz in the mask. But then watching it back to five, ten years later, you realize how awful all of it is because it's kind of the whole I don't like sand... Uh, and their their whole romance art story arc is so horrible. Mm. Um, it's really problematic as well, just because I can't get over the fact that at the start of the episode, mm. she says, you'll always be that little boy to me. Yeah, exactly. And then she, like, lets her bone him. Yeah, Wait, and the it's the kind of sort of, yeah... The sort of stepbrother, stepson thing. But, like, if you look at it from a, through a fantasy lens, like, that's mm. not uncommon in fantasy literature. See, my, my dad is not a fan of, like, fantasy fiction, mm. fantasy, sort of films of that genre at all. But he has watched Star Wars. But the thing that he cannot get over is why on earth you would put Jar Jar Binks in charge yeah, of the whole thing. Yeah, that's another thing. Because he, on his top trump card... He has like two out of 20 brain and he's proved in the first one that he only won that battle because of luck. He was a complete so moron. Exactly. Yeah. And he's a, just an idiot. And then they go to, they, they say, oh, Jar Jar Binks, I, I trust you, Senator Binks. And then Senator Palpatine goes, oh, if only someone was brave enough to give me full power. And then just Jar Jar Binks goes, all right. Yeah, there you go, mate. And it's like, and then Jar Jar Binks has doomed everyone. Mm. Well, there there is a theory. Unfortunately, it was kind of well, Darth Jar Jar. Yeah, that mm. he was going to be behind one of the biggest theories of all time, mm. but it clearly didn't happen because that that sort of because that... Rian Johnson wanted to get diversity in. Exactly. They're a great dance troupe, but I don't want to see them in the Star Wars franchise. No. Uh, anyway, that's all we've got time for today. Hopefully, you enjoyed this pairing. Yeah. Did you enjoy this pairing? I enjoyed this pairing. I thought <laughs> we were very good. We together. haven't even done the live show yet. No, exactly. And that's the bulk of the show. Mm. So it could all go tits up. But anyway, we'll be, well, me and Luke will be back on Tuesday with Raw. Now, the Super Chat debate rages on. We've done our two week trial of no Super Chats. So on Tuesday, we're going to try and do the best of both worlds because compromise is halfway happy for everyone. Isn't that what we want? Where we're all just a little bit happy and no one's. Really angry or really, really ecstatic. So we're going to try and make it a one-hour show. And we're going to answer Super Chats within that one-hour show. But when it gets to the one-hour time limit, we cut it off. That's where it's going to stay for the podcast. And as an extra video on the website, we'll answer all the rest of the Super Chats. Mm -hmm. So if you want to if you want to hear those, you can go and listen to them. But for the podcast, it will just be that hour-long main show 
and then the intro and outro either side. So hopefully that will make it a bit more easier on your ears. And please do spread the message around for the WrestleTalk podcast. Love, so many people got in touch this week because uh, we came up on their Spotify most listened Oh, to. yeah, I saw that. It was very nice to, nice to see. Uh, but yeah, uh, have a great rest of the weekend. Luke usually does the sign-out thing. Mm. Do you want to do some more? Well, I don't really have one. I could, I could roll an R, but you might get very close. No, I don't want that. No, exactly. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.